Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the UI Buzz podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Widom. You can find me at peterwidom.com. Some thoughts in this episode regarding cutting edge tools, right? Staying on the cutting edge and how it can be sometimes more detrimental than beneficial. We all like to use the cutting edge tools, the latest hotness, whatever that may be, a framework, a library. This is a very common thing with JavaScript, for example. And that's all well and good. It's great to tell everybody, hey, I'm playing with this new hotness and I understand it and fantastic. But there's a downside to that. The downside is that you're somewhat playing with fire, in my opinion, right? You are going to hit problems and there may be nobody to help you solve them because, hey, you're on the cutting edge. You may be one of the first people to play with this or... It may be that other people have encountered the problem and not solved it yet. Maybe it's something that's not even working in this new whatever it is. So these are all downsides. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. You should. What I do is I have two tracks that I follow. And these are my unwritten rules for myself. And I just want to share them with you here. And I'd love to hear your feedback on this. Go to peterwim.com. Let me know what you think. Or reach out to me on Twitter at UIBots. What I do is I have two different ways of thinking. If it's something I'm currently working on and expecting to ship and have to support in a reasonable time frame, or maybe it's an update to something, I am not going to use cutting edge versions of anything. I am going to use tried, tested, stable versions, and I'm certainly not going to just jump on a new framework or something like that and rebuild code base from scratch. That is not a good way to go to, in my opinion, release a reliable product to your users and also with an expectancy for you to be able to maintain and update it and keep it where it needs to be. And also, if you need to, publish fixes very quickly. So that's track number one. Track number two is, of course, as I have always said to everybody that knows me, constant learning is a good thing. And therefore experimenting with new tools, exploring this new hotness, whatever it may be, is a thing you should do. But do it very much as a learning and exploratory way of looking at things. I don't go into them with an expectation that I'm going to jump on this tomorrow and start using it. I'm going to learn about it so that I know about it. I know what it can do, what it can't do and also then be able to reach some conclusions on what I may be able to use it for in the future, or if it's something that I should keep an eye on as it matures, or something that just seems like a bad idea, or yet this will be gone tomorrow and I don't need to mess with it. If it is something that I think will be around, like I say, I will keep an eye on it as it matures. Once it reaches a maturity level, Maybe a 1.0 release, not necessarily, right? There are plenty of things that don't make it to 1.0. React Native is one of them. Still not there yet, but there's plenty of people using it. And it's pretty pretty stable. Then fine, I'll keep an eye on it. And I will keep learning it as it goes and progresses. An example I have used before, you've heard me mention it on this podcast. I jumped on the Swift when it came out, right, from Apple for iOS development. But there were so many complications in those early versions that trying to even entertain using that in a production environment would have been just foolhardy. You would have been rewriting code all the time and it just wasn't worth it. But I was using it in my side projects that I knew were not going to ship 
and were designed for me to learn and understand and see where that language was going to go and to start building things with it and become familiar with it whilst using my other tools and languages, Objective-C, for example, to continue building the production versions and shipping those. So that's how I treat these. And that's my suggestion to you as well, is all these new things that come out, look at them as a learning curve. Learn things and work with it, but don't necessarily plan to ship anything with it unless you're just doing it as an example or something like that. Maybe you're making tutorials. Fine, it makes sense because then people are going to want to know about it. It makes sense that you would make a tutorial and share that information. But I don't think it makes sense to say, oh, I should start shipping products with this because I think that you're just potentially playing with fire. May work out for you. Fantastic if it does. It may not. Sorry, you get what you walked into, right? Plenty of times there's new stuff that comes along and it doesn't survive the test of time. Sometimes very quickly goes away or it seems like a good idea and then maybe the author abandons it. That's the other risky business you've got to look at here. You may be using tools, frameworks, whatever they are, supported by a person or a group of people who then just lose interest and it just sits where it sits. Now you've got the option of do you abandon it or do you keep working with it? Do you fork it and make changes yourself? All of these things that if you're looking to ship products and build things, you really just don't need to be in that business of messing around with it. However, I do think that you should be contributing back to open source. I've always said that. And so if you really like something and you like the idea and it's abandoned, maybe the best way forward is to reach out to the original author and say, hey, look, can I fork this and continue with it? That is certainly something you should think about. So there's some thoughts there on how you should deal with this. Cutting edge is not a bad thing. I just think it's a bad thing in terms of shipping to production and producing things. I think it is a fantastic way to learn to new techniques and to try new ideas. But you have to be sensible and balance it and make it work out for you the way that you are comfortable dealing with it. Because I'm willing to bet that you don't want to sit there for a whole bunch of time solving problems that you don't need to be dealing with that are unrelated to the whatever it is that you're trying to build. You don't need to be debugging a framework and fixing it and everything else. If you do, absolutely, like I say, make sure you, you put that back out there in the open space for everybody else. But ask yourself, am I in the business of shipping things? Or am I in the business of making tools and helping everybody out? Or maybe you're somewhere in between. But go into these things knowing where you're at. Maybe consider the idea that I use, right? Like I say, there's the production way of doing things. And then there's the everything else where it's explore, experiment and contribute back. Just some quick thoughts here on this short episode. Wanted to put it out there, just share them with you. I'm playing with some new tools and I'm sure I'll talk about those in the future. Astro.build is one that I mentioned recently, which went to a release status and has worked out fantastically well for me. That was one that I didn't even bother looking at until it hit release status. And I'm so glad now that I did, but I'm also glad I didn't have to work with it beforehand and migrate a bunch of code. That's it, folks. If you have any thoughts on this, you can reach out to me at peterwidham.com. There's a contact form there. You can share your thoughts. You can also, of course, leave comments. If this has been helpful, please, I'd love for you to review 
or rate this podcast. I'm trying to get it off the ground and I need all the help. I'm just going to be honest. I need all the help I can get to spread the word and see if this is something that people are interested in. Reach out to me on Twitter at UIBuzz. That's it. I'll speak to you in the next one.